This is Humbly Radio. Through love, hope, and humility, we aspire to bridge the gaps between your heart, mind, and soul. Humbly Radio, a home, a safe space, a freedom. Listening to Humbly, 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 Humbly Radio, 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 Radio. Radio. The body's radio station. No joke about it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the bearded host on Humbly Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in for the third episode of Show Me Your Heart. Now, today's episode, we have a special guest, none other than one of my brothers, the man, the legend, Sir Hans Felix. (laughs) My man said he the... Five-time champion of the world. Five-time. 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 All right. My man, it's a pleasure to have you in the studio tonight um, for for the third episode. Now, Show Me Our Heart is one of those shows that is unique to the game because what we do is talk about real-life issues that affect us personally, and I'm sure that they affect other people, but... So many people are going through these issues and don't know how to navigate through them. And so that's why it's so unique, because we are giving real life applications to these issues so that you can see life a little bit clearer and brighter than it is right now. Because we have gone through some depressing moments, um, some tough times, especially going back to college (laughs) where we first met. So so. We've got a whole lot to talk about tonight. And so what y'all are going to hear is a whole lot of brother talk reminiscing on the old days um, and where we've come from since then. All right. So this is the bearded host with my boy, Sir Hans Felix the Great. And this is Show Me Your Heart. All right. So we have um, we met. Back in what 2012 was it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So um, basically, I was a sophomore, I think, and you had just come in over at Washington at Venice University, right? Wait a minute, how how I'm older than you is already a sophomore? Yeah, well. Well, you know what what happens uh, when you get to college? Like people just come in at different times. It ain't like high school where you can just where where everybody is on the same route. Because remember, everybody got to go to high school. Yeah, I mean it's like national law, so you got to go. You ain't got to finish. Right. But you got to go. You know what I'm saying so. So would you skip college, a couple classes in high nah. school or something, man? Nah, I ain't skipped nothing. I just went straight. Straight oh, to college as soon as I finish you high school. You ain't, you ain't do a little community college stop? <laughs> <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't do that? Nah, nah. I wasn't fucking with community college, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, continue. That, yeah, that's dead. Um, matter of fact, though, I looking back, I probably should have gone to really? community college for at least a year. At least. If not, do my get my associates. Mm. I should have done that because... Community college is so much less expensive than a four-year institution. That's true. On top of that, we went to a private school. We sure did, didn't we? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, we it's sure did. it's more expensive, and we don't get in-state tuition. That no. doesn't apply to private schools. No, that's negative. So we were we were stuck with whatever they were charging us. What was it like sixteen thousand a semester? 
I don't know, but all I know is it added up to a whole lot. <laughs> there you go. And so now we got, we out of the game, the college game. We got student loans up the ass. And interest rates. Interest rates killing us. Good God. Now we got to pay that back. So basically what we're waiting on is one of you presidential candidates for 2020 to go ahead and stop talking about it and be about it. Yeah, man. Forgive the student loans, for Christ's sake. I mean, y'all got two options. Either y'all forgive. Or y'all forget. Or y'all forget, because <laughs> forgive. I know where Sally Mae's building is. I, I pass by it from time to time, and I reminisce, and I fantasize on, you know, what could happen if all of a sudden that building just suddenly... Just collapses. Yeah, just, you know, just vanishes, like how I'm trying to... See these student loans because you know you can't play with my emotions like that when it comes to these student loans. You feel me? That's my number one priority. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's probably one of my number one stressors. <laughs> That's the, definitely part Shit. of the uh, man, impressive effects and factors. But that's part of I'm glad you said that because that is part of the depression or what adds to the depression, especially in young people. It ain't just old people that go through depression, man. There are a lot of young people that are depressed. And I mean chronically depressed. And most of them go undiagnosed. They don't even know that they're depressed. They just know that they're down and they're not feeling, you know, top notch. Yeah, you're right. And a lot of us in college, just looking back, I could see a lot of them, a lot of them people that we went to school with were depressed. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, of course, you know, my roommate was Merle. And, you know. Rest in peace to the brother, man. <laughs> he, chill, uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Merle's very much alive, guys. You know, he just, he just bullshit. Now, he just got lost in, um, in the you know. Sauce. It, yeah, he got lost in the sauce. So, it is what it is, man. But we love you, bro. Yeah. You, you wanted to, you wanted to. The uh, true and faithful. Um, Just not right now. But it's all good, man. We love you, bro. Love you. Shout out to you. Shout out to Merle. But, um, you know, when we're sitting at the house reminiscing and kicking and whatnot, and, you know, he always talk about how, you know, Hans, you know, he'll always just come from class and just go straight to sleep. (laughs) And be like, yo, my nigga, please don't wake me up. I got about 15 minutes until I go to the next class. And then, you know, I got this homework to do. And on top of that, I got to eat. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to eat breakfast tomorrow morning because I need an extra hour of sleep and all of that. <laughs> Mind you, I was taking physics too. Right. And I barely knew how I was going to pass that class. Every time I come out that bit, I just go right back to sleep. <laughs> I, one thing for sure, two things for sure. I didn't know what the hell just happened at that class. I wasn't understanding that one thing. And if it wasn't by the grace of God, I'd pass that class with a B. And can't nobody take that away from me. But hello. You feel me? Yeah, hey, go ahead. Accidental bars, up real quick. baby. Accidental bars. It is. But at the end of the day, though, it's like I when when I look back at it, I realize you know, I was definitely having like a depressive moment where the only answer to my uh issues was sleep. Mm-hmm. I was I would just sleep everything off. You know what I'm saying? Like I would sleep more than usual. I would skip the things that that hold dear to me, such as my hobbies, like working out. You know, just uh, playing a little bit of sports and whatnot. Uh, whenever my knees permit. And <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your knees have always been like a topic of conversation. You know what? Yeah. Just bro. about in every every time we get together, it's <laughs> like, yo. This nigga Hans' knees, they just busted. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I wake up and it's literally a drive-by here. Pop, pop. Yo, so do... <laughs> <laughs> happened this morning. I, I woke hey, up. shout out to the knees, man. Man, the whole face. Uh-huh, go ahead. We love you, they knees. Bust, they just yet. Bro, but I ain't gonna lie, though. All them years that I played ball, um, by ball I mean soccer, because I've been playing since I was like four, I've had a few injuries, nothing major. Like I ain't have no ACL tears or mm. or nothing like that. But I think all the like wear and tear is finally, finally coming through. Oh, 
Welcome, man. Yeah, ain't no it's welcome, nigga. I, ain't, <laughs> I, I, I don't I feel welcome. welcome you. It's just that. You, <laughs> it's just that for for my left knee, for instance. I don't know what's going on if like I if the cartilage is thinning or whatever they call it, but on my in my left <laughs> knee, the joint just feels weird, especially since the the weather is getting a little cooler now. Oh yeah. Yeah, so Word. I got to make sure I warm that joint up a little bit. Hey, man, listen, I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> I ain't getting old, nigga. <laughs> finally niggas. catching up to me. <laughs> hey, man, shout out to old age, man. Yeah, shout out to old age. Y'all some, y'all some grown motherfuckers, man. You don't got me. You don't, you don't got me at old age. This morning, I was uh, going up to the hill uh, that leads to the front door of the church. Uh-oh. And I seen this older woman looking at me. And I said, I know what you're thinking. He too young to be feeling this old. But I tell you what, injuries know no age, ma'am. Hello. And she was laughing, and, and, and I felt bad for myself. But I said, you know, the show must go on. The marathon continues. There you go, you baby. Know what I'm but, hey. <laughs> Even if I can't run, I, I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna limp that bitch. Shit, if I can't walk, I'm gonna crawl. I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna get to the finish line. We got to, baby. Yeah. So. So uh, we but, finally got to the finish line, though. You know, talking about college. Yeah. Finally made it there. Um, it took us a minute. Uh, well, I went straight through. I did all four years. I just I ain't take no bracing or nothing. Praise be to God though, because a lot of people that we went to school with, they, I mean they they were in school for five, six, seven years, yeah. just trying to finish. You know, because sometimes they they didn't have the money to to fund their tuition. That's right. So it was tough, man. And and this education or this tuition issue that has come up in politics or in the political arena, um, every single it seems like every single presidential uh, cycle yeah. is a big issue, man. There's no reason yeah. why we should be paying so many thousands of dollars just to get an education. I mean, look at this. They giving 17 and 18 year olds. Loans, because that's right. what they are. Right, that's what it is. That's Sixteen thousand, and they don't even have any knowledge of their credit. They didn't know that they really had credit. Knowledge of credit, they don't even have credit at that age. Hello, so <laughs> so they're giving they're giving kids thousands of dollars of credit, right? That they actually wouldn't give them for a credit card, right? Or to buy a home or a car. Exactly. So now they're giving. These thousands of dollars in order to get an education, right? They don't know how to manage that. They don't even care about school for real. They just a lot of us just go because that's the next step after high school, yeah. or or because our parents are pushing us, exactly. right? So they they got all this money here. They're funding their education, but when they get out, there's no job for real. The lapse that it takes for an average American to get a job after uh, graduation is uh, either six to 12 months. So, of course, you find yourself back in your parents' house depressed again. Again. <laughs> and, you know, you, you're on a whole new level of depression yeah. because you thought, like, as soon as you graduated, you, you know, you threw that cap and gown out your way and you're like, hello, life. We're welcoming you with open arms. And, and really, that's not what it is, you know. You thought it was. What they really teach is is how to pass through classes, and they never really tell you what it is after classes. It's it's real, real, real crazy. (laughs) And um, you know, unfortunately, that's that's the way we live in. I'll be honest with you, I um, I called uh, Mohila, which is uh, one of those departments of education uh, uh, monitoring uh, companies or whatever that that basically looks after your loans and uh, calls you ever so frequently Uh just to let you know that uh, you haven't paid your uh, monthly bill towards your, 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 uh, your loans and whatnot. Which they do do religiously over my phone. If they, if they don't catch me, they're going to call me. Then they don't call me. They're going to text me. Uh And if not, they're going to leave an extra voicemail just in case. So, (laughs) uh, so what ended up happening was they called me. They were like, Hey, how you doing, Hans, and whatnot? I'm like, I know why you're here. Just give me a second. Let me grab my card. <laughs> I ain't with the talking. I already know what it is. Yeah. So uh, what happened was they were like, hey, uh, so listen, 
um, at the end of the day, we realize that you've been um, paying your loans. Oftentimes, you, you know, it seems like there's a lapse or whatever. I'm like, let me tell you something. I still owe my school a balance, and then I got you guys over here where I owe you some loans. So if you don't hear from me this month, that I means I paid either you or them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, well, just to keep in mind, Mr. Hans or Mr. Felix or whatever. And of course, you know, before the, the whole call happens, it's like, this call is recorded you know, for quality assurance. Like, like I can't. Like I give a fuck. So then they're telling me that, oh, um, you know, at the end of the day, you, you got to remember that um, interest grows every day. And I'm like, so I seem to see that I'm making these payments, but it's it's not really making a difference. And that's when they're letting me know that, hey, my guy, listen, uh, you won't be seeing no changes until you finish paying off the interest. Then we're going to be tapping into the principal amount. So the whole balance has not been touched. Right now, I'm paying interest. So then I'm like, oh, okay, so how long is that going to take? And it's like, oh, uh, I think uh, 289 weeks. I'm like, that sounds like a lot. And they're like, well, yeah, that's kind of how it works unless you make a lump sum payment towards uh, the interest. And then we will move over to the principal amount. So I told him, you know what? Thank you. And she was like, I'm sorry? And I said, no, thank you, because you just gave me an extra motivation to grind my ass off to pay you guys and matter of fact, I might even throw in an extra dollar so I can harass y'all for that dollar <laughs> you owe me. Because this is ridiculous. Like, how are we living in a society here in the Western Hemisphere where we can't even pay our loans back? It's like it, it, it's like we 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 are we are being punished for going to school. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, when you go to Europe, education is damn near free. If if it's not free. Healthcare is free. Right. So people are a lot less stressed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But here in the greatest country in the world, uh, per se, <laughs> I I got I, I met somebody the other day mm-hmm. off a of business thing, you know, just in case any future audience is gonna be talking about. Hmm? Back later. I have one more thing. All right. Sorry. It's your house. You do what you want, mom. <laughs> All right. So, um, so basically, what ended up happening is, um, um, at the end of the day, I, I started realizing that unless you boss up, find yourself different streams of of income or you know side hustles or whatever the case may be, or using your hobbies to to um, to to yield monetary income, then you're stuck. Unless you're getting paid eight, close to eighty thousand dollars, you're still stuck. You're stuck. You're like really stuck. So at the end of the day, it just it saddens me to know that other countries are moving forward with this and not trapping the very uh, individuals who are aiming to change the world. Let me tell you something. I, I'm not going to mention the person's name because, you know, it's kind of, it, you know, they're probably not expecting me to do so. But well, while I was at Wahoo, I was leaving the man's dorm, right? And as I started going downstairs, I met with somebody who we know. It's one of the deans. And I dapped him up. Hey, man, how you doing? Why are you such in a hurry? He said, I'm late for my student loan bill. I said, hold up. How long has it been since you graduated? He said, 1982. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yo, I was so shocked. And it was 20 what? Like 20, 30 years something. It was something, like 30-something years ago. And uh, when that happened, it was like 20, what, 14 or so? Let me go ahead and uh, make the calculations because you know, nobody got time. <laughs> uh, it was about 2009. At the time, it was 2017. Okay, he graduated so that's a long time. in nineteen eighty seven. That was thirty years ago, and he's still paying loans. Now I'm not sure if his balance is close to being done, but yo, thirty years. My man's done had a whole house, kids, cars, and you still paying loans. Come on, bro. Come on. 
something, something's got to give, man. Something's got to give. So I, I definitely understand where people are coming from when it comes to depression. And trust me, you're, you're not alone. You're not alone. It, it comes in different forms. If you find yourself not making time for friends, choosing sleep over going out, or um, you know, just being antisocial, being a lot more quiet, and uh, not engaging in the activities you once used to be involved in, then chances are you are depressed. And, and sometimes you just have to understand that you're not alone, but, but if you let that thing engulf you and take over you, then you will fall into a sunken place that it'll take for forever to, to, to bounce back from. Yeah. And, you know, depression is a real thing. You sit there talking to yourself. Um, you know, you distance yourself from friends and family. And it's like you probably go through social media and it, it becomes worse for you because everybody seems to be prospering on social media. Everybody seems to be happy. And you feel like you're the only one. So if it's not for like God and and you know the situations that you have to to to, to bring forth with other people just to see where whether you you relate to them or you relate with with other folks in in, in this country uh, within your age group, then of course you're gonna feel alone. And the next thing that happens is either suicide or you know what whatever it is. But it, it's it's not a good route. So yeah, man, it's it's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah, sure. yeah, and and it's uh, <clears throat> it's it's something that kind of flies under the radar. Mm. So you don't really see it. Yeah. At first, you feel it, right. but most people aren't really in touch with their emotions. Their they awareness too. You're not sure, like if you're depressed or not. Like nobody ever right. diagnosed you in black community doesn't matter of fact like most people don't don't have enough money to go talk to like a psychologist or a booking appointment uh to a session just to you know to sit there and and, and have somebody tell you the press chances are you probably don't even want to go you already know what's you already know what the hell going on <laughs> yeah you know what's going on you know bro. what's going on but you know what to be honest man i don't know if i if i agree with the whole psychologist thing and going to talking and, and, and talking with one and why is that reason being is that there's a certain openness that you have to come to for yourself and once you're able to do that you've got people around you that you can talk to now if you don't if you don't have people to talk to then by all means go ahead and talk to a psychologist somebody that's trained to help you go through whatever you're going through okay. but for me i didn't talk to a psychologist because i feel like everything and every everybody around me can help me get through what i'm going through so i don't have to pay somebody to do that mm. so if i'm reading something that is uh for the betterment of myself and and my sanity or for my knowledge that's helping me get up out of whatever situation I'm in. If I'm talking to you or one of my one of my other boys about a certain situation, that's helping me get through what I'm going through. If I pray, that's something that's going to help me get through what I'm going through. So for me to go and pay somebody now, although they may be trained, I don't necessarily need it. Personally, that's just how I feel. Oh, okay, I'm but glad if you, you're but yeah, this. but if you want to go and do that, or if you feel the need to 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 pay a psycho a psychologist to help you work through whatever issues you have, or just to just to vent, because a lot of people say that just talking is healthy. Going to a True. psychologist is healthy. So, sure. Sure, if you if you feel the need to do that, then go ahead. But that's just that's just not my thing. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's people with different levels of of um, depression. Uh, sometimes they don't have the blessing and the luxury of having a circle of friends or 
the awareness that you seem to have right when it comes to knowing which books to read or or praying and you know these are blessings bro. but the thing is you don't ever really know what you should pick up and read or who you should hit up and talk to right. that's the thing and sometimes you you're a little shy to talk about your situations yeah you know cuz depression ain't cool Right, you sound like an emo dude. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you sound like somebody who's close to committing suicide, and you don't want to like uh, project any fear or or insecurities and display that towards somebody. It, I was telling my client that it's like when I'm walking around the gym, right? Everybody's like, "Hey, Hans, how you doing?" I'm like, and I could be having the worst day, and I'm like, "Yeah, everything good, man." You, you know what I'm saying? It's like a natural response that I'm supposed to give to you. Yeah. It's not like when you ask me, yo, how you I'm doing? Good. You're expecting me to be like, hey, I'm bro, good. listen, son, yo, I'm having the worst day of my life right now. That's not really the cool thing to say or like mm-hmm. the, the, the the normal response. No one's expecting that. Like, hi, how you doing is more so of like an automatic form of greeting. And they're not trying to get too deep into that. You know, like, hey, look, hey, if you got anything going on, hey, here's a number. <laughs> Talk to a psychologist. I was yeah. just asking how you doing, and as my as I'm yeah. on my way, you know. To you know, exit. you know. My thing is when people ask me how I'm doing, I say I'm happy, and I'm living humbly. Well, oh, why? See what you did there. Why? Because I am happy. There's nothing for me to be sad about in my life. And mm-hmm. once you speak positivity into your life, all that has to follow that has to be positive and when you go around and you speak positivity and you're just a happy person it touches people and so now they they feel that that happiness that positivity in their lives and it influences them to think the same way and to feel the same way like a a dude at the gas station last week um was like yo how you doing today you know as he was ringing up whatever i was buying and uh, I was like, man, I'm happy. And he was like, oh, man, that's good. That's good. And immediately I saw his attitude just kind of change. I see him all the time, and he's a pretty, he's, he, I mean, he's okay. He's, he, his attitude is pretty much okay. It's not like he's angry all the time. He's a, he'll, he'll talk to you. But in that moment when I said, yo, I'm happy, he was like, Man, that's what's up. Okay, cool. Right. And finish ringing me up <laughs> because you don't hear that. Nobody's like, "Yeah, I'm happy." Right. It's more like, uh, "I'm good" or "I'm fine" Leave or "I'm I'm making it through." <laughs> you know, only what I mean? you would give that kind of answers. Like, "How you doing? I'm happy." I'm I bet happy. he slowly rung your shit up. Be like, "All right, beep." Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You had to live your happy ass life, here, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nah, but. I, I realize that every word that we say and every action that we do has a consequence. And consequences aren't necessarily always bad. They are good and they are bad. Consequences are literally just the result of an action. So when I say I'm very intentional in what I say, so when I say I'm happy... It's because that's naturally how I feel. And two, I want to be able to influence you to feel the same way. No matter what's going on in your life. Because storms only come for a season. They only last a moment. When, when have you seen a hurricane last for three months? It never happens. Not on this planet. Exactly. It never, it, it's never happened. When has a tsunami come for three months or three weeks? When has the snowstorm stayed for three months? Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. No, but yeah, you, I, I <laughs> so, see your point. So all of these things, bad times and good times, don't last, always. don't last always. But if we have the mindset that I'm happy, I'm grateful to be here right now in this moment, with breath in my lungs, then you start to see life differently. And that's what I want people to be able to see anytime they see me. Because it, it brings them so much closer 
to who God is. They may not even believe in God. They may not know that God exists. But to me, he does. So if I'm able to show somebody God is real through my life, then that's what I want. So you've got to always have a positive mindset. And um, that's what I try to do every single day. No matter how frustrated I might be at something, that frustration is only because I want something to work opposite to the way that it's working. So clearly, either I'm doing something wrong or I need to change my mindset. So when we start looking at life a little bit differently, then we'll be more at peace. Right? That's true. So let's go on a real quick break. We're going to be right back. This is the bearded host and the man, the legend, sometimes a myth, Sir Hans of Felix. It all depends on what time. <laughs> Humbly Radio. There's no way you're going to want to miss what's coming next. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. When it's hot, turn to the city, I broke out the notch. Got some more millions, I keep me a knot. I created history, it made me a lot. He tried to diss me, and it ain't no fault. We call them chops, cause they gonna chop. Took her out of phallus, cause her pussy pop. I run it like Nike, we got it on lock. Cardi, I, I'm the boss man in a suit with no tie. I can't be sober, I gotta stay high. Put me some syrup in the candy that's dry. Riding this special like Bunny and Clyde. Don't worry, baby, I keep me some fire. She mean they ain't broken, she cannot decide. The ladies, Mercedes, here go to surprise. Most of the lady, her pussy, her pride. Digging her back while I'm gripping her side. Digging my back, this ain't regular size. You really floppy like Pelican guys. Bitch, you ain't slick, I can tell her disguise. Upgrade at my wrist, put her gas in the sky. She sing out my sound, I ain't changing her life. I told her to goggle and work on her highs. Everything litty, I love when it's hot. Turn to the city, I broke out the notch. Got some more millies, I keep me a knot. I created history, it made me a lot. He tried to diss me and it ain't no fox. We call them trusted, cause they gonna chop. Took her out of phallus, cause her pussy pop. I run it like Nike, we got it on lock. Can't, money, can't, can't, and No joke about it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bearded Host. Look, we have a super, super dope brand 
that has chosen to do the right thing. Now, this brand that I'm talking about, they're more than a brand. They're more than a movement. This is a way of life. Their name is Has Been HSBN. They've got some dope clothing apparel that you can purchase right now on their website at www.hsbn.co not .com but .co and you heard it here first this is the bearded host on Humpy Radio baby you've got to check them out because they're dope and like I said they are not just a brand they are motherfucking movement they more than a movement their whole motherfucking way of life You feel me? So the bearded host co-signs This is Humbly Radio approved So y'all check them out www.hsbn.co C-O If you can't spell that Get some wins tonight Whoop Alright So we are back Ladies and gentlemen This is Humbly Radio I am your host, the bearded host, and I'm here with my home, my homie, day one, Sir Hans Felix the Great. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's go into this real quick, man, because there was a a verdict that came out um, this week, right? Now we've got the the police officer that uh, the lady police officer that had shot. Um, the the young man Botham Botham John yeah yeah and uh, right in his apartment I mean the man apparently just had on some boxes and was eating ice cream when she ran up in my man's home and put a bullet or two or, or a couple bullets in him now that while it's wild in itself and all the text messages that she sent. Uh, with racial content in it, she was still only given ten years. Wait, there was there were some text messages that were sent. Yeah, she had sent some text messages to, I believe, one of her partners, um, in the police force, and um, I don't know the contents of the the messages, but apparently they they had some some Stars? racial innuendos in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't so know that at all. yeah. Uh, and just by all the the details and facts in the case, it appears like she went there intentionally. What? To to wow, shoot that's him? That's crazy. I did not hear that. Yeah. Part yeah. At all. At yeah. All. So so uh, with all that being said, she received. This is Amy Geiger. She received about ten years in jail for murdering a black young man. Now, the reason why I say that she's a white police officer and the man that she killed is a black young man is because we need to be intentional about the facts, okay? This was a black young man that did not need to die. Hmm. Now, while I do not, I do not like race baiting, this is a very big issue within the black community because so often black people, as they step out of their doors, they are stereotyped and they are profiled. And we are assassinated on a day-to-day basis, not even just by white people, but by ourselves as well with Amongst each other, we assassinate each other. Now, that is stupid. And there is nobody that can tell me otherwise. Now, this white officer went into this young man's home and shot him cold blood. And then said, oh, it was a mistake. I've been stressed out and all that shit. No, there's no excuse to that. I got to go back into the story because... What I thought is um, it was just a scenario where they were looking for someone and <clears throat> they so happened to think, uh, huh? Make sure you speak up. Yeah, they just so happened to think that um, 
uh, that the, the the victim basically was a suspect, yeah. and as a result, they kind of barged into that house, and I'm not really too sure about the story. To be honest with you, and you know this is how he got shot mistakenly for somebody that they thought was was the uh, the person they were looking for. Nah, no, nah. This this young man, she was off duty. Right, she, she was, was off duty. Off duty, coming home at night, came up in my man's place, shot him, cold blood, and then sent a bunch of text messages talking about, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know it was a mistake. I'm under stress. The job is super stressful. And fuck all that. You made a big ass mistake, and you need to face the consequences." Oh my goodness, I didn't think it was that. I didn't think that's yeah. how the storyline. Yeah. Be. And 10 years in prison, that's what she was sentenced to. That's all she's getting. That's all she's getting. Now, of course, many many people in the black community are saying this is an injustice. I mean, come on. Yeah, she got acquitted finally because half these motherfuckers have never been acquitted before. Right. You know what I mean? But she she finally, they finally sentenced her to 10 years. But I mean... Now the black community is like, that's it. And now the biggest, the biggest conversation actually came up because uh, the victim's brother and father said that they forgive the officer. And um, the brother actually said that, you know, he wishes that she actually didn't go to jail. She didn't have to go to jail and that she finds Christ and turns from from you know her wicked ways or whatever now a lot of people in the black community have been upset upset about right. that statement that he made because we're they they're saying that black people are always so quick to forgive so quick to forgive the white people white people right and i've got a response for that love Compassion, forgiveness is not something that we can that we can only limit to race or gender or an ethnicity or a nation. Love, compassion, forgiveness is something, it is a principle that is ingrained within you that extends to every human being, no matter who they are or where they come from or how they look or who they love. It doesn't matter. Your lifestyle doesn't matter. Okay? And so that that principle which is ingrained within you has to be extended to everybody. And so you can't judge the victim's brother because he chose to say those words and to feel that way and to extend kindness and love in a moment where he should be grieving. Right. Yeah. He's grieving, but he still find found it within himself to extend that compassion and forgiveness. And that is something that I call everybody to be able to do. That just means that you're living higher. You're living at a higher purpose in your life. You see things differently. Yeah, she I mean, she committed an atrocity. She killed your brother, your older brother at that. So now you don't got a big bro to talk to anymore. Like, I get it. I get it. But he was able to look past that and say, you know what? This is what my big bro would want. I forgive you. And now he's able to start the healing process so much quicker than most of us would. Because in, a, in, in that kind of situation, most of us would be like, man, fuck that. We about to get... We got about to get like revenge. Even, yeah, yeah, we gonna take you out or somebody in your in your family. Yeah, I've seen many um, many comments of that nature up on a lot of people, um, a lot of celebrities' Instagram comments, and uh, one of them was 3D Nazi. I don't know if anybody knows her, but she's a really wicked um, artist. She's a female artist, and the thing is though. Um, it seems to me as if um, they have an issue with this young man being forgiving of the situation 
at the same time, not really paying attention to how this young man is a whole lot further mentally than most of these individuals. The reason why is because the man is not going to sit here and ponder and, and, and really like allow himself to, to go deeply into this negative um, energy of, of hate. Instead, he allows himself to forgive and move on because at this point, they've been the ones that have dealt with the situation. They've dealt with the loss. It's been at least a year or two now that Botham John is, is dead. And, and, and this kind of thing just bothers you. And when it comes to like your mental state, the, the one thing that chooses your happiness is hate and anger. And the fact that you, you know, honestly, I will always have a, a, a differentiation or like an indifference toward her. But as a Christian, man, at a certain point, like, I would understand that nothing that she does at this point will bring my brother back. And, I, and I've said that plenty of times. I've, I've even sat there and thought about it. I'm like, man, the day somebody... God forbids, uh, hurts my brother. It's war. You know what I'm saying? But other times I'm sitting here like, yo, if if something were to happen to my brother and then someone kills him or whatever, like, even if I finally got the opportunity to to um, retaliate against that person, and I'm sitting here looking at his dead body, it's like, wow, it's over, it's done now. Do I feel happy? Do, do I understand the weight of death caused by somebody else? And now I've brought the same fate to their family. We all look in this, we all looking like we lost someone at this point. It's like, I don't, I don't feel that, that, that satisfaction. Maybe it's because I, I grew up in a different type of environment where yes, I grew up in the hood and you know, South Florida and whatnot, but it's like both families are grieving and we both, low-key wished that these people were alive yeah and i was just talking to my brother last night about this and i said all right so in the hood we're conditioned or in the black community rather we're conditioned to seek vi uh, uh vengeance right for for an injustice or a wrong that it was that was done towards us so for instance in this situation uh the victim was was shot and killed by a police officer so now we're looking at the brother and saying, all right, bro, what you going to do right. in the black community? Like, what's up? Right. I mean, shit, I'm, I guarantee you, if my man put out a video or started hitting niggas up and was like, yo, we about to go and da-da-da, then people would, would respond and be like, all right, yeah, bet, I'm with you. What's right, up? Right, 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 But nah, he turned the other cheek and said, you know what, I forgive you. I know this ain't going to bring my brother back, but I forgive you. And now he can heal that. That right. he can heal. That starts the healing process for him. See what we don't understand. What we don't understand is that when we seek revenge, that continues to perpetuate the cycle of hurt, of pain. And we cannot do that because it takes much longer for us to heal from whatever hurt us. If we just take the time to understand the pain that we're going through and accept it for what it is, we can move on much quicker. Yeah. But see, we look at we look at life as the it. Like that's it. Once we lose our life, that's it. There's nothing there's nothing more for us to live for. And hmm. the Bible says vengeance is mine. Except the, the Lord. There you go. And I never really understood that. I'm like, you know how like a big bro's like, yo, yo, I got it, bro. I got this fight. And I'm like, no, it's my fight. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you're asking yourself, if you let yourself be the, the answer to this uh, situation, even if you kill 
one sibling or one individual from their family, you end up having the same fate, which is being sentenced to, you know, to die mm-hmm. in a jail cell. Now, forgiveness is different also because um, people are going to look at you as if you're weak, as if, you know, you're like a punk or whatever. But to you, it is the best form of moving forward. And and I bet it hurt her 10 times more to realize that the person is forgiving you, mm-hmm. even though you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what basically brings us back to grace with God. Grace is something that we don't deserve, but we're being given as a gift, as something totally undeserving. But at the end of the day, we still receive because God so loved us Yep. that he tells us, look, these situations I've dealt with, I've seen day in and day out. But I don't want you to worry about that because your fragile mind, your state of being, your energy, your aura cannot handle that. Mm-hmm. If anything, after you do get your revenge, it never feels that that much sweeter. It's right. like, oh, okay, great. Now I killed him. Now what? So what? Mm-hmm. Like my brother does not just all of a sudden just, you know, um, spawn right back. Yeah. Like a Call of Duty game or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Or Fortnite. And that's the problem with them kind of video games too. It makes us look at life like it's some kind of respawn shit. Right. Like we can just press X and we back. Right. Nah, bro. And you still miss your brother. It's like even though you would go back to his grave, and be like, yo, this was for you, man. You got slain that bastard. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. You still miss him. Dead know nothing. So what that you going kid back is there to talk about? Very intelligent, for? and and truth be told. It made me stop and think because honestly, from the day that I've made this a thought in my mind, if somebody were to hurt my brother, I know I'd, I'd be going back, you know, against all I've been taught to seek my revenge and be happy. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I, I don't know because at the end of the day, all I would really want is is to have my brother back, right. my family member back. So, you know. It just goes back to showing you what it is when it comes to living and and, and spending time with family and um, you know just just having that that person around to right. live to have the full free um, the full freedom of of living because once that gets taken away from us we already do whatever the hell it is mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is because we we miss that person and this is what it is to value life. But when our brothers and sisters are getting murdered, man, it is a whole different thing. But honestly, to God, I I applaud this kid because he is very intelligent. He is smarter than the average person who is still thinking that revenge is the best way to to answer to this situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen comments talking about what? Bro... You better not be going out there forgiving people. It's on sight when we see these folks and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I see comments getting liked, and I'm like, "You hurt, you hurt." Yeah, fools. bro. Like you, either you hurt or you just don't see life the same way. Right. Shit. You probably, since you're hurt, you don't see life the same way. So that kind of goes goes hand in hand, actually. But I feel that most of the people that are talking are hurt. Um, most of the people that are saying the opposite of what we're saying right. is uh, that they're, they are hurt and they need to really evaluate how they look at life. Hmm. Because if you're really going, if you're really going to choose to perpetuate the cycle of pain, then what the hell are you fighting for? Right. What the hell are you talking about on, on Instagram or on Twitter? What are you here for? That just goes to show me you don't understand what your 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 purpose is. You're not fighting for nothing. Yeah, it's so... you're not fighting. And all of these, all of the all of the national commentators that are going on CNN and MSNBC, Fox News, wherever you at, talking all that shit. Look, this is for you. If you're out there perpetuating this cycle of 
of Wait. black black people should not forgive white people or anybody else you're wrong you're wrong because black people are not the only people that live on this earth we are all here to live peaceably with one another so you cannot be preaching this black nationalism without understanding that we're all human beings as well and i understand that black people have not always been treated equally fairly with equity i understand that but we can't say okay we're going to hate white people or we're not going to forgive them because of all the years of injustice that they have brought upon us that's not the way that we create a peaceful environment for ourselves period i don't care i don't care what you say that's not the way to do it you have always got to forgive and live your life with compassion and love that's the only way that we're going to get through what we're what we're going through period so let's switch gears real quick i'm going to go on a quick quick break and uh we'll be right back all right so this is the bearded host yeah this is Humbly Radio. There's no way you're going to want to miss what's coming next. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Baby girl, I come in. Like the steak, and I bet I scrape the plate. Only real niggas can relate. I love the way that booty shake. Pulled up on her in a black drop, licked a stash box, put my gun in it, gave her back shots. Empty the clip in it. I saw it's good, so you know I double dipped in it. I'm counting money like a banker. Tell her that she fucking with a gangster, nigga. That'll shoot till it's all over. Hey, so good, I should've make you pull a car over. Had this on in my binge jeep. She busted open when the kids sleep. And I hit it at her workplace. She hate when I work late. I should've been home in the first place. Run the red lights And since the head right cast there every night Come and get this pussy What she told me And I ain't gotta ring the bell I got my own key She bite the sheets When she getting louder Yeah we did the shower Before that Was the kitchen counter Nah I ain't picky Critique store Vicky All night all quickie Left a hickey In between her thighs She came twice Before I realized Shit Man I can't even talk Love, but I'm about to crib walk All in it, she hate when I'm finished So she wait a couple minutes To get it back up Then she back up Mrs. Officer, I think you need some backup Girl, I come in. 